Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I sit down with April Schluter. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I'll bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Welcome to the new year, everybody. Um, This is going to be the start of kind of a new transition in the podcast, as I talked about at the end of December. So this month, January, is going to be all about mindset. So each week, I will have a mindset-themed show. So today, um, April has her own company, and she is calling herself the Chief Energy Officer of the Cheerful Mind Incorporation. Isn't that an amazing title? So we're going to be talking all about positive energy, happiness. Um, Her website is The Cheerful Mind. So We're going to chat about um, positivity and how to bring that into your life. We chat about, um, you know, how we kind of can make that transition. If we are, maybe we're playing the role in our life of someone who is more negative. How can we make that transition into into a positive person um, without feeling kind of that harsh judgment of your coworkers or your family or your friends? Um, So we, you know, really talk about how she navigated that in her own life. And she gives awesome tips of how to do that in yours. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. So it's all about that positive mindset today. Um, Next week, I will be on with a solo show about mindset, and then I'll have another guest and then a solo show and then another guest. So that's how um, the themes will be from now on um, for the foreseeable future, because I am always open to change. But I wanted to give this a shot and um, see if I can do uh, themed months. So January is mindset. Next month is going to be Ayurveda. And then I'm going to bring on some personal trainers in March. So we will see how it goes. And um, I'm totally open to any suggestions or any um, comments of, hey, this is awesome. I love that you theme it. Or, no, I like bringing on just, um, you know, random guest and no topic. So whatever, um, you know, you guys are wanting. So that's kind of why I switched to shorter um, podcast interviews or trying to. Um, today's wasn't quite 30 minutes yet. So it is a work in progress. I am working on um, trying to condense the interviews. So um, I will stop with the intro so I don't make this podcast even longer today. But thank you all for listening and cheers to a great and awesome and wonderful 2018. All right. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I have April Schluter on with me today. And um, I'm super excited. She was introduced to me by one of my clients. And uh, I want to talk to her. She's our first guest in January's Mindset Month. And I thought she'd be the perfect person um, to chat more about mindset and getting into our goals in this new year. So I'm going to kind of kick it over to April. And I want to start off by, um, I loved your bio. So you had, you know, you talked about being the chief energy officer of the cheerful mind. And um, can you tell us a little bit what that is and what is your role? (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Andrea, for having me, first of all. Um, Super excited to be here and and chat with you today about goals. This is something that I feel like I've been talking about for months now, Um, but we we always all have goals and um, it just never stops. So Um, so chief energy officer, I think, you know, the way that that came up is, you know, it is kind of a play on the CEO type of role. And I think that growing, um, through my career, I always looked at people who were CEOs and the heads of companies and never, ever thought that I would run my own company. I never had the confidence, never felt like that was even remotely possible. And, 
Um, so when I did break into entrepreneurship, I really just got excited and said, wow, I really could have whatever title I want because this is my company and I want, if I can be the president, the CEO, whatever that is, what would that be? And, but you know, CEO just doesn't really make sense in a, you know, a really small company. So I was thinking about, okay, this is, you know, I, I am, I am the CEO of my business, but what does that mean? And, um, the coaching program that I went through talked a lot about energy and, I am always, I think one of the things that people say about me is that I'm super energetic and I just love your energy and I love your cheerfulness. And so that was just my play on, on the CEO role. So chief energy officer, I'm going to bring a lot of uh, fun and energy into any conversation that I have. And um, it's just a big representation of what my business stands for. So I love that. And I love that idea of just being like, no, I'm going to take back ownership of, you know, I, this doesn't resonate with me. Like being a CEO doesn't resonate in a small mm -hmm. company. And that's kind of the same thing I was thinking. I'm like, what do I call myself? Yeah. And um, if you're like anytime fitness, if you're familiar with them, that's actually where I first started training. Mm -hmm. They, in the, when I, probably five years ago now, they started changing their roles and their titles to being a little bit more creative and a little bit more fun like that. And I think, um, I know I really liked that instead of just being a personal trainer, you were like the leader of fitness or stuff like that. You know, it's just exactly a bit more flavor to it. And I think it brings more flavor to what you do then, you know, yeah. in, in regards to that. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe more fun motivation for people. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, I'm one of those people that's very much, you know, do things your way. You don't need to do what everybody else says you should be. You know, I felt like CEO feels very corporate and this is definitely not corporate and not to say that I'm not professional, but having a definition of professional that works for me is, is super important. And I think it's all about creating your own definitions about anything that you do in life. So, um, it's, and I think it's hard in this society where there's so many, um, so many ideas that, that are fed into our heads about how we should live our lives. And, and it, it pigeonholes us um, outside of being able to be our creative selves. And I don't like that. So <laughs> oh, yes, let's so, have fun. kind of in that regards, you know, how do we kind of stop going through those motions and, you know, really start to kind of live a life that is more fulfilling and something that we really enjoy? Because it sounds like, you know, what you're doing, even with your job title, that's all aligned with what your goals are. Absolutely. I mean, I think that I always tell people self-awareness is kind of the first step when you're, when you're taking a look at your life and almost reflecting on, you know, what's, what's going well, what maybe isn't as ideal as I'd like it to be. It's really getting aware about the things that are most important to you and figuring out if this isn't happening in my life, or if, if I'm feeling some sort of gap or void, how do I fill it? Because life is going to always be this long journey of constantly trying to grow. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to, uh, you know, always be amazing. But when we pay attention to the things that don't feel 100% right, mm -hmm. and we give ourselves the opportunity to brainstorm an idea on how we can make it better, that's going to be the tiny little steps that we take every day to work toward living this awesome life that we want. If we don't have the awareness, we have no idea that it needs to change and we won't take action because we don't know. So it's, it's really being able to practice this idea of self-awareness that can take that, take you to that place. Um, and I know that sometimes it's scary, right? Because people, 
you know, having to be aware, it really opens you up and shows you what's not working and that's uncomfortable. But if you're able to break past that discomfort, you're going to be able to have so much more fulfillment in your life. It's, it's almost like the breakdowns need to happen in order to build yourself back up. Mm. And do you have any self-awareness tips? Like if someone's like, where do I start or how do I start to become a little bit more aware of what's going on inside? Yeah. I, I usually just ask people to ask themselves questions. Mm. So, you know, how, how is today? You know, how, you know, how, how are you feeling today? What is, you know, what's, what's the, what's the most important thing that could make your day a success? So getting in the habit of asking yourself questions, which I guess is something that as a coach, I'm trained to do all of the time, but the only way that you can, um, be self-aware is to start asking yourself random questions that they can, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how do I feel today? And if I say it's a six, then how can I make it a seven mm. or how can I make it an eight? Um, and it, and, and almost I'm an outward processor. So I love to just talk things out and sometimes it'll take me a while to get to the point of something, but figuring out a way to be able to capture the thoughts that you have. So either writing it down, talking it out at someone, <laughs> um, <laughs> writing a blog, however that looks for you, just being able to, to have a place and a space, a safe space to process what you're thinking. Mm. Do you have any tips on thinking about questions to ask yourself? Because I think that I've always, I have one friend that I'm thinking of in particular, she's so good at asking questions. Like, I'm like, I leave the thing, like the, you know, just coffee chat with her. And I'm like, man, I didn't even get a question in. Cause it was just like, she was so good and such deep questions, you know, and we would have those rich, you know, just really rich discussions. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how does she do this? And she's also a life coach, but I'm yeah. like, how can we kind of get to some of those questions that maybe, cause I think sometimes we get stuck in that surface level and we're like, well, how'd our day go? And you're like, ah, good. Yeah. And that's as far, you know, and then that's as far as we go. Like, how do we kind of scrap off the top and kind of get to those deep layers. Yeah. And I think that, um, it, that that's such a great question because I think that sometimes you need some sort of structure to get yourself going when you're trying to think about um, what, you know, how you want to make change and, and how you can ask these better questions. And you can start with some canned questions. One of the, the, the most of the questions that I ask my clients are very, are very specific. And I always start with, you know, what are you grateful for? Practicing gratitude enforces, uh, positive mindset. And it's, it's just a question to say, you know, what am I grateful for? And you can then take it once you have this very specific question, you can say, why, why am I grateful for that? And you can kind of spin out of control and, and continue to ask why, 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 why? But um, so that's one question. Sometimes also it can be very driven by taking certain actions that we, we always need to do. So, you know, what are, what are three things that you want to focus on today? So I might say, I, I need to do the laundry. I need to pack my kids to send them to my parents' house. And I need to, um, you know, I need to start my December workout challenge or something like that. And taking those actions and understanding, again, going back to this question of why are you doing those things? You know, I obviously have to pack my kids so that they can, you know, they have clothes for, for this trip, but why are they going there in the first place? It's because they want to have connection time with um, my parents and it gives me and my husband some time to get caught up on stuff in the house. So really, really understanding why we're taking actions and what we're doing can really, really drive, you know, 
whether or not we are actually doing the right actions for ourselves. Um, because sometimes if you don't ask yourself why, the why behind the action, you could be doing something that you feel like you should be doing, but really in reality, you shouldn't be doing that thing and you're, you might be doing it for some external reason, like maybe I'm doing it because I want people to like me or I want people to, um, you know, I, I don't want to be judged or I'm afraid of what people will think. Um, really understanding the, the process behind why you're taking an action can also help drive you to this, to this better place of awareness. Mm, I like that. Um, and I think something else that you talk about too, is having that positive mindset, you know, yes. and reaching your goals, you know, how does that kind of make a, you know, kind of side-by-side -side play almost is having that positivity and then that goal. I think sometimes we, you know, of course, you know, obstacles come up and setbacks happen, you know, but how do you kind of make sure that those are kind of, I see, I talk with my hands and everyone that's not Me too. watching this video is probably like, what? I'm like talking and train tracks with my hands. Um, but we usually they should go parallel together. And um, how does that kind of um, go together, I guess, just in life? You know, how do you make that work with a positive mindset and reaching those goals? So, and this is really funny because I know, I think it's, it's very self-explanatory that being positive creates this, this type of energy that is, you know, is, is more likable. You want to be around. There's this whole, you know, concept of law of attraction and, and everything. But what I had noticed in my transition into becoming a coach and kind of shifting out of the corporate and higher ed world to what I do now is that I was a massive complainer. I always was, everything was a problem. Uh, you know, nothing was going my way. I could never be on the right track. And it was draining. It was draining, not just to me, but to everybody else around me. And I got to a point where I was seeing this pattern of just being super negative, And I almost wanted to kind of squash myself into this tiny little hole and not share what was going on because it was so negative and I knew that it would impact other people in a negative way. So I knew that I wanted to be more positive, but I wasn't really sure how to, but I've realized over the last few years that because I care so much about productivity and goal setting and actually making progress, I, I realized that this, this type of behavior wasn't serving that purpose. It wasn't in alignment. And having changed to a more positive attitude. And I will say that, you know, by no means am I like super happy and cheerful all the time. I have my bad days and they're still kind of, you know, some of them, they can get pretty bad. It's just, it's, it's a way of life, but really learning how to reinforce how to think positively gives me more focus and allows me to continue to push forward. Cause when you, when you're stressed out or you're overwhelmed or you're tired and you're grumpy or you're angry, you're sitting in this place where you're focusing on the problem and you're not being able to be creative and find a solution. So of course you're not going to take action. And of course you're not going to make progress. So this positive um, mindset is so essential to productivity and I can't even tell you how much I've accomplished in the last three years as an entrepreneur with this positive mindset um, in place because I was practicing this. I was able to publish a book and just even start the business, go from, you know, working at a job in, you know, higher ed to all of the things that I do now and juggling all of these things. And I, I feel happy and I'm able to be present with my kids. Like this is stuff that I could never do um, in my, in my former life. And 
I just, I feel like there's, there's always opportunity every day. And it, you know, it took a lot of practice and there's days when, when I hit that rut, but I'm able to shift this, this negativity to positivity so much faster. I don't sit in it for weeks like I used to. <laughs> now I can maybe even get over it in the span of minutes or an hour and it takes this positive reinforcement. It's practice. It's just like working out. If you want to maintain strong muscles, you need to work out, you know, at least three times a week and, and really, you know, focus on nutrition and be in that habit. And so it's, it's a very simple habit that um, makes such a great impact by just asking yourself, you know, what is it I'm grateful for today? And it forces you to look at the positive and not the negative. Yeah. Can we like back up to when you first, so at your job, if you were always the complainer and the negative person, mm -hmm. so like that's kind of the role that you played. Now yeah. I'm sure there are people who are listening who are like, yes, I'm identifying with that. That might be where they're at. And yeah. they're like, how did you go and kind of basically do, you know, a whole flip, um, you know, a 180 turn and turn into this happy, positive person. And I think what sometimes what people are, you know, scared of is, you know, people know you as this person. Now you're yeah. completely changing to a new person. Yes. And, you know, like how does that, you know, the public perception play a factor in this? Because I think some people might want to become a little bit more cheerful, but they're just like, this is my role. This is what people know me as. Mm. And, you know, I feel like I'm a fraud if I change. How, yeah. you know, what, what advice do you have for people who are kind of going through that? Yeah. I mean, I think that, well, what was interesting is that I think people normally saw me as like cheerful and bubbly, but there were days that I, you know, would, would go into this default mode of like, life sucks. Um, especially when I was having my kids just trying to keep at this, um, at this level of the, the way that I was working, I, I, I have workaholic perfectionist tendencies and I want everything to be just so. And when it wouldn't be that way, it was like, oh my gosh, like everything sucks. This is just not, this is not the way life's supposed to be. I'm working so hard and I can't catch a break. And um, so I think the first question that you asked was, how do you, how do you, how, what happened that caused me to make this shift? And so part of my story, and this is obviously something that I promote as something that you should not do, but I learned my lesson the hard way. So learn from my lesson, please. <laughs> um, I was such, so in my head, so perfectionistic, so just trying to be the ideal everything for everyone at every time that one, I was really unfulfilled with my own personal just state. I just, I was like, I'm doing all this work for everybody else. I don't feel like I'm getting what I need in return with all this hard work. This is not what I was taught. I, I was told that hard work is really important, but why do I feel dead inside? Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I was also dealing with a really stressful work situation that I was trying to push through. And I was blaming myself and saying, you know, there's something wrong with me. That, that is the reason that this job isn't working. And I stressed myself out so much that I had lost a significant amount of hair over the span of maybe two weeks or so. I went to the dermatologist for just a routine skin checkup and she was checking my hair and this wasn't, this wasn't a normal thing for her to do. She never had touched my scalp before. And she basically was like, what's up with the back of your head? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, okay, you don't know. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so she's like, don't freak out, which is of course, you yep. say it and I'm already yep. freaking out. Yep. Um, but it was like three inches. It was about that big. And 
obviously when I found out about it, she's like, the stress is going to make it worse. So if don't stress out about it. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't know how to, how to handle this. And of course it just kept on getting bigger and bigger. And it was this realization that I was in this job that was basically wearing me down to nothing. And Mm -hmm. when your health starts to be impacted, it's a big wake up call that um, your body is telling you like, you're not, something's not right. You need to change. So that was my lesson. (laughs) And, uh, you know, from that point it was like, okay, obviously what I was doing wasn't serving me. What do I need to do now? And really trying to figure out what that, you know, what, where I should go with that. So um, then having to, to reinforce this positive mindset, it, you were saying, you were asking me like, how does this change when everybody's kind of used to you being in this like complaining mode? It's, it's almost like if you're the gossiper in the office and then yes. you stop gossiping, it's like, what's wrong with you? Yes. Um, and, and it's, you know, in, in all reality, it is, um, it's, it kind of changes the way um, people see you. Cause as you start to act differently, people are, are like, wait, what's, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and that's totally natural and normal. But what's interesting is that when I started to think more positively, I started attracting more positive people. Mm. And so I would see people who I wanted to be around and people who I wanted, who were, who were more like me, the real true me that I was kind of suppressing. Um, and I was realizing that the, the, the people that I had in my life that were complaining were just kind of fueling me to continue to do, to have that behavior. So naturally they started to drift away. And so not to say, you know, I have some of my friends who are still around. And what's funny is that if they were people who would complain with me, that all of a sudden, like I saw their mindset starting to shift because Mm -hmm. I was changing. And if the relationship was important enough, they, they stuck around. And if it wasn't, and if we were in different places, we kind of moved apart and that's totally natural and normal too. You know, I have friends that I just not as close to, it's not that we're, you know, that we're, we hate each other or something and life's different, but it's just a different relationship now. Mm -hmm. And so, but I find myself surrounding myself with really positive people and I'm attracting the people that I want to be around without even trying. So it's, it's been a really great journey to see that, you know, yes, it's, I've, I've lost some friends or I've lost some close friendships and, or, or things have changed in those relationships. But at the same time, I have this wealth of new um, relationships that are more in alignment with who I truly am. Mm -hmm. So if it's something that you want to do, then um, I encourage you to do it. And what's interesting about those, those other relationships or the way that people look at you, um, if you're not being your true authentic self, um, they, whatever you, whatever way you were, were reacting or being was the way is, is what they were, they, what was attracting them to you. Mm. So yeah, but it's all good. I love it. I think that's perfect advice. And I think, um, I totally agree. I, you will slowly start to fall away, you know, possibly from some of those people. And then you, again, will attract those new people. All of a sudden the doors are open and the floodgates are coming in and you're like, wow, I might, you might've seen them in the office and been like, oh, I, you know, again, I want to talk to them, but I don't know. And then all of a sudden they start talking to you because they see the change in you. And, you know, like all of that might sound well, I am definitely a woo-woo person, but like woo-woo <laughs> to those who are not, you know, into that, but it totally is. It's all about like that law of attraction and, um, yeah. you know, just putting it out there and putting your intentions out there and you'll see, okay, wow, it does, it does work. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I'll also say that I'm, I'm, I've never really been that like woo woo type of person. And I, I mean, I'm between a woo woo and a non woo woo person. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. And it, I mean, I'll, I'll probably, you know, I'm probably more woo woo than I, than I used to be, but I was super logical. Everything had to have, um, I'm super analytical. Everything had to have a reason, but this was, you know, this was my proof for me to actually just try it. And if I didn't, if it didn't work, then at least I'd, I'd at least know, but I, I have actual evidence that this is actually happening. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that this, you know, me smiling at somebody would actually make that other person smile that, that there is some sort of energy exchange there that, you know, we don't really, we can't really capture, we can't really quantify. And it's, it's, it's hard to explain because there's, it's, there's not like any math behind it, but it's, it's just the, the cause and effect of, of this stuff. It's, it's pretty fantastic. So um, if you're not woo woo and you're like, what is this all about? Trust me, I totally know where you're coming from because that's how I used to be. But, but this stuff works for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm thinking of one, one of my friends in particular. She's going to love what you just said because she is totally analytical, logical thinking. And um, she had asked that question um, actually in one of our groups that we're in and nobody really gave her a, a sound answer, I don't think. I think your answer really kind of helped. I think this will help her and I'm sure many other people who are kind of the same, the logical thinkers and are like, I don't understand, you know, in my brain, yeah. that's how you think. And yeah. so I think that that answer was perfect and really will help people. So thank awesome. You. Yeah. And I think it's also just like trial and error. You got to kind of work with experience. Anything that anybody says out there is, is, can be questioned in yes. any way. So even if it's scientifically, scientifically proven that, you know, X, Y, Z is going to happen, um, you can still potentially prove it wrong. It might be a very, very slim chance um, and maybe not worth it, but you can always prove any belief that you have um, wrong. And I, that's something that I've definitely been doing over the last few years is having these, these beliefs of, no, I can't do that. And then I, then I make it happen. You know, um, one of the, one of the big beliefs of, about um, being an author, as an example, um, I just wrote my first book earlier this year and I'm, I'm a math and science nerd. So I've, I used to hate writing papers and I wrote a whole book and so, you know, this is just kind of like proof. And I don't even read that many books I, I could read. I just don't, I'm just so active. It's hard for me to like sit still and actually read a book, but um, I'm an author and I'm published and I haven't read all the books in the world in order to become a, a published author. So you can really take any expectation or any belief that you have about something that's not possible and figure out a way to make it possible if you're determined enough to do that. Mm. Yes, that is, that is great advice. And um, yeah, I do want to switch gears and sure. kind of talk about that. Um, well, I'm going to talk about your book in a second, but first I want to give people, since it is the new year, because I think this is something that I find myself falling into this rut with goal setting. And mm -hmm. so maybe someone's goal is to kind of make that transition and become a, you know, happier, cheerful person. And um, how do we kind of set this goal, you know, so we're at the start of January, and we're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. And then by the end of January, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm half doing it. And then February, you're like, okay, I'm a quarter doing it. And then by March, you're like, I already forgot what your goal is. And you never kind of even look back at your goals. Cause I know this has happened to me this year. Like I have, I filled out a goal book and I write a hundred things that I want to do. I have yeah. not opened that book since I wrote <laughs> in it last December. So I'm like, I have no idea what I even was supposed to do this year. And so, and that was just for fun stuff. Um, like business stuff, I'm a little bit more on top of, but like, how do we yeah. kind of 
get those goals so they actually stick. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been kind of drilling this idea down with my clients and just everybody who follows me to the death. <laughs> um, so one thing that I had have noticed, especially with the so many people that I've worked with and, and whatnot, is that they'll set goals and then they'll just jump right into them. And people, we're such in a busy world these days that we just, we just come up with this idea and then just start, start going at it. And then when it doesn't work, we, it, we just kind of give up. Right. And that's why 92% of new year's resolutions fail and only 8%. Yeah. It's, it's such a crazy statistic and, and only 8% of people who set these goals actually see them through. And one of the things that I empower people to do is First of all, because we're so busy, we never create the time to actually think and reflect and, and constantly check in on our goals. So one of the first things that you that is like foundational for people as they're setting goals is to have some sort of regular habit of checking in and reflecting on what it is that they're doing. Um, I usually go through a process where you do an annual plan. So I, I actually started in an in October um, to say, you know, what is it that you want to say that you've done by the end of December 31st? And we, we basically look all the way forward. And I try not to go past a year because it's, it's just too much because so much can change in a year. And, and I also tell people you have to have a flexible plan because anything that you plan a year out from now could look totally different. Um, but we just want to have something to work toward. So then I do this process of reverse planning where we look back and say, okay, if this is what we want at the year, then how is that going to look at six months, at three months, at one month? Um, what will we actually be doing the very first week of 2018 to make sure that we start on the right foot? And then because we're planning a little bit earlier, what can we do between, you know, I started talking about it with my clients in October, like first week of October <laughs> between now and the end of the year so that when we get to January, we don't have the obstacles, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will go in and say like, I'm going to work out every day mm -hmm. <laughs> um, on Jan starting on January 1. Yep. They don't think about like, oh my gosh, when am I going to work out? And what type of workouts am I going to do? And how long am I going to work out? And how am I going to fit that in my schedule with everything else? And um, how am I going to make sure that I get enough sleep? And how am I you know, going to make sure that I'm eating healthy enough so that I have enough energy to get me through my workout and the rest of the day. They make such a drastic change that it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about taking those small steps mm -hmm. to set things in place. And you can try things like right now I'm doing a December challenge, a fitness challenge with my clients to just say like, Hey, let's get into a habit of, it might not be every day. Um, then, but let's just try doing 15 minute workouts every day, get that, get it into a habit and then figure out at the end of the 30 days, like what works well. Um, and so it's just kind of awareness of, oh my gosh, working out every day is probably not good. And maybe, oh, a 15 minute workout is actually not so bad. So if I have in my mind that I'm going to work out for an hour every, you know, three times a week, if I did 15 minutes a day, that might actually be more effective. And so it's, it's just trying something and then being able to tweak it, but having the resolution be a little bit less action oriented and more like what is it that you want to accomplish and what you want to achieve? Because then you have a little bit more flexibility on how you achieve the goal instead of like, I'm going to work out, you know, this much and, and eat this many calories and being super specific. Cause as soon as you don't hit that, then all of a sudden you go into perfectionist mode and it's like, Oh, there goes my goal. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Forget it. 
Yes. So, so yeah, so it's, it's more of like visioning how you want to feel and, and what's, what's happening and then figuring out, um, figuring out the journey kind of along the way. And I go, I work with my clients and we'll, we'll basically work like three months of the plan and then do a check-in and say, okay, how do we tweak this? Then, then go another three months. Um, and so what we may have planned in October about the second quarter of 2018 might be completely different because we either like far exceeded our goal or totally had to shift course or had to take a different route or, you know, other external things might've happened. So really, really taking a, a step to, identify, you know, okay, so what is it that we want to accomplish? And let's just not get too stuck in the weeds of like the how, but just, you know, looking at the end result and then figuring out what works and then making tweaks like along the way and not sticking to such a uh, strict regimen. Oh, I love it. That's yeah, totally advice that I would give as well. And I'm doing the same thing with December doing 15 minute workouts. Um, you know, cause that's, I think that again is a nice gateway to people and to show them that, okay, 15 minutes, you can get stuff done in 15 minutes and, sure. um, you know, opening people's eyes to being like, okay, you know, a lot of the times, you know, speaking from the fitness end is people will come in with the goal of, you know, I want to work out six days a week and they currently are doing nothing. And I'm like, it's a really big jump because, you know, I, usually it's going to be a failure rate. And they're like, I'm not going to be one of those people. Then mm -hmm. typically that will happen. And then, um, you know, we discuss and I'm like, okay, now let's just start with three days. Cause I mean, really three days is, you know, a great starting point. And then we'll slowly add in, you know, those just baby steps to our goals. And I think that's, um, you know, something that can be applied to any area of your life, whatever goals you're working on is just, again, chunking it down. And if you're at zero or you haven't done this thing before, don't expect to be perfect right away. Cause it's going to take time. Yeah. Um, you know, just like athletes, like if you're a professional athlete, like they didn't get there in a day, they spent many years, you know, fine tuning years. their craft. And so that's what we have to remember too. When we want to get to this level or, you know, I don't know another, like for me, I want to snowboard this winter and for me to be like, yes, rock star, you know, I've only done it twice in my life. <laughs> I've taken off the last two years after I had my son. So I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to have to start from square one again. And so just having that mindset when I go in and not being frustrated, like yeah. little things like that, you know, that we can even break it down to simple, simple for steps sure. for goals. So mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Now I do want to talk about your book and about balance. Cause I think this is something that, um, you know, people either have very different approaches to balance or mm -hmm. that word can now be triggering in terms of what does balance mean? And yeah. I actually like the word balance. Cause I think that balance just looks different depending on who you are. Like my balance is going to look different than your balance. And mm -hmm. you know, then the listener's balance, like everyone's is going to look different. So can you tell us about your book and um, how you defined balance? For sure. I mean, I, I think we, we kind of de define balance in the same way. I, I've, I definitely, when I, when I started coaching, I, I really, really cared about work-life balance. It's a term that everybody knows. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, over the, over the time when I was kind of doing my research for this book and just figuring out how to create work-life balance for myself, I was noticing that people were like, ah, oh, it's work-life harmony or balance doesn't mm -hmm. exist. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I mean, I want it, but I don't know how how to even do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was a big question that I wanted to find the answer to. And when I was searching for my own work-life balance, it was this, this big realization of my balance is not your balance. It's mm -hmm. super, super gray. It's not, 
this isn't something that you can define by one term. Every individual person and even even in your life balance is going to change so when you're a you know 20 something professional to a working parent to a retiree work-life balance looks different so the the definition is going to constantly change and ebb and flow through your life and you can't just define it as one thing and it's not you know equal parts of everything Mm -hmm. some people really just love working and Mm -hmm you can't judge that. Um, I love working and I, but I love my kids. And, you know, for me, it's, I need to be present when my kids are around, but I'm going to work like crazy and, and, and live this busy lifestyle because I like that. I like having a very full life. Um, but other people don't like that. Some like would love to just lay on the beach all day and do things differently. And so getting out of that place of judgment about what balance is, is going to be your first step to finding success in having balance. So, um, yeah, that was like my first rule. It's like, know that balance isn't black and white. It's very gray. So, um, in, in that journey, it was being able to almost embrace the definition that I created for myself. And it's funny because when people ask me what balance is, I feel like I don't say the same thing. And I think it's, it's generally, it's more of just this feeling of really looking at my life and saying, if I were to die today, can I look back at it and say, I did, I did everything in the way that I wanted to and and live the life that I want to live. If I can say yes to that, mm-hmm. then yes, that's, that's success to me. So, um, that would be my definition for today, but it could also just be like, Oh, I, you know, I, I just feel super happy or super fulfilled, or I feel super accomplished. You know, there's a piece of that that's really in alignment with what my values are, which are fun accomplishment, um, which is why, um, and, and that's kind of what my definition when I was actually going through the marketing of my business, they're like, well, if you want to coach around work-life balance, what does that mean? And I kept on going through all these iterations and I was like, I just want people to have fun and get stuff done. And they're like, that's your tagline. I'm like, that's really cool. So that's kind of what work-life balance is for me. It's the happiness mm-hmm. um, of having fun and the productivity of getting things done. So Um, this is how I've kind of evolved. And it's funny because it took me my whole book to write this idea of I'm a happiness and productivity coach, but that's really what work-life balance is for me. You know, how do you, how do you stay efficient and how do you have fun along the way in in the process? Because goals shouldn't be painful. And I think we have a tendency to like make them harder than they need to be. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's so good. And if people want to know kind of more about you or how to work with you, I know you have an accountability um, success circle. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So uh, as we were talking before about how, you know, people will set these goals and then they just start doing, and then they kind of drop off as, as they go. The, the circle for me is um, I, I work with anybody who has any kind of goal. And my, my reasoning for this is just because any goal that you have is going to be dependent on all the other goals that you have running simultaneously in your life. And the people that I work with are generally people who are super busy. They need a lot of flexibility. They need support, but it's, it might not be in the traditional coaching model or, you know, they just, they have a different lifestyle. And of course I encourage people to live life their way. So I am very accommodating and kind of customize a program that has all these different elements and they can kind of pick and choose and interact with the program, however way that works best for them. So if they like a group community, there's a community there. If they want one-on-one, you can reach out to me basically anytime 
as a member of this program and just, you can vent at me. I could be your listening <laughs> ear. You, I can, I could be your second eye. I can, you know, if you need somebody to, to give you like a cheerleader, like a personal <laughs> cheerleader, I can play that role. If you need somebody to kick your butt, I, I can do all of those things. And I'm basically um, adapting to that style of that person. And, um, but the, the core of it is, is just having that accountability to make sure like, are you reflecting on, um, on your progress? Are you doing what you're saying that you're going to do? And if you're not, then what's that about? Um, and then I'm, I can basically interweave like coaching or mentoring or just being a friend or whatever that is and whatever that person needs at that time. So I'm pretty much like the one-stop shop. Um, but then there's also a group of people that are all kind of working towards this idea of like really enjoying the goals that they're accomplishing and we're all doing it together. And so it's more of like a collaborative community. Um, I'm creating content also that is catered to the people that are in the group and what they need. So it's not just, here's my program and here's the, here's my expertise and I'm going to just throw it at you. Um, I actually get to create the, the content in the moment and then just have this like building never ending building repository of things that we've talked about so that if people join the circle at any time they've got this wealth of information that has already been discussed and we can always revisit things because you know things change and ebb and flow so um, it's just as a community of people that are all you know prioritizing personal development prioritizing goal setting and and really just having a space to to think about what it is that we want in the life that we want to create and um you know most of the people come in with either some like sort of business idea or they're they're they they have a full-time job but they have this passion maybe they want to write a book or they just want to live healthier mm -hmm. and um they want to make sure that there's just a group and community that's supporting them along the way and you know i think that because so many people have different goals it, it you know it fosters this you know there's not this competition and like we want to be really collaborative and, and help each other instead of like we're all working towards the same thing and moving forward so I um, love that yeah it's 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 been a great program and I the people that are in it right now are awesome and uh, yeah I'm, I'm throughout the month of January I'll continue to keep the doors open nice. for people and and that's at the cheer cheerfulmind.com Yes. So you find can, it? Okay. Yes, for sure. Like under the work with me page, there's some information about it and some stuff in detail. And people can always email me if they want to learn more and happy to hop on a call and talk about it and do a little coffee chat like you do. Yeah. And then what is your book's title? So in case, I don't think we've said it. Yeah, it's, it's called Finding Success in Balance, My Journey to the Cheerful Mind. And so it's a, it's, it's a book that is very tactical and has a lot of great takeaways and different questions that you can ask yourself if you yes. don't know those questions. Um, it's also a lot about my personal journey and the things that I've had to do and the things, the decisions that I made leading me up to where I'm, I am right now. And um, just, it goes all the way back to like when I was a kid and just the things that I've learned. And um, even though I share my story, it's, it's a way for you to connect with, you know, what your story might look like and just have some sort of like comparison. And I wouldn't necessarily say that my life is representative of like how everybody lives their life, but it, there's definitely different pieces of things that you can connect to and apply to your own life. And that was why I wrote the book because, you know, I don't want to just talk about me, but I want to be able to say, here's what I went through, but here's, here's the structure of like how you can create this for yourself. Um, this balance, right? Yes. So, yay. Oh, I love it. I love it. 
Well, kind of wrapping up then, I guess, my last question, I always like to do a weekly challenge to the listeners. And then when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out a weekly challenge to everyone. So what would you like that challenge to be this week? So obviously fun is such a huge thing in my book. And so I just say, you know, for a weekly challenges to, you know, start every morning asking yourself, like, what can I do today that is fun? Love it. <laughs> and do it. It doesn't need to be like long and drawn out, but it might just be like, I'm going to sign up for a rock climbing class, um, which I still has been on my list for a while and I totally need to do, but, um, or Goals. just something fun Good to try. try. And, your goal list yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. And, and the second thing could just be, how can I, how can I pick something that's fun? That's aligned with the goals that I already have set for myself. So, um, cause I'm all about multitasking. I talk about this in the book. It's like, you know, if you can, if you can take one action, that's going to fulfill five or six different needs or even two, um, it's totally, um, totally great. So like, as an example, like in April, it's my birthday. And so I like to have, I focus on fun. I do a dance challenge. So that keeps me, um, every day I'll like dance for like a song, and I'll post it on social media. And so I'm, I'm connecting with people and it's funny cause I get all these comments and I'm dancing. So I'm exercising and I, I weave my kids in sometimes into some of the videos. So like they have fun. And so I have, I'm in, interweaving my family. And so it's finding ways to do things more efficiently that you already need to fulfill. So that'll be like your, your bonus extra credit. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much, April. It's been such a pleasure to have you on and, um, oh, I love it. And I love, I mean, I think the title that you've given yourself definitely um, is definitely what you exude into the world. So (laughs) I would, I would say that is um, very representative of you. So thank you so much for sharing your light and your wisdom with us all. All right. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Thanks everybody. And go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.